another episode of the red white and the blues podcast i'm daniel and i'm joined as always by the number one bro chacho nacho in the entire world yes that includes antarctica and outer space with the aliens jason how you doing man oh yeah i'm up there with the aliens hell yeah how's it how's it going you studly man bun man it is fantastic uh chelsea won Woohoo! We beat wow. Tottenham. We beat the Spuds. F you. Screw you, Tottenham. Yeah. Three point lane strikes again. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, but but Jason, hold on. Let's pump the brakes on this. So before we get into the Tottenham thing, before we get into this match, there there's mm. an important topic that we need to discuss. And this is mm-hmm. takes precedence over the Tottenham match, I feel like, at this point in time. Because I have some things to say about this, because I'm a little pissed off for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. So, after 15 years, Emma Hayes has decided to leave the Chelsea women's team. But not only is she leaving the women's team, she's going to the freaking U.S. women's national team to be their freaking coach. Okay, I have a daughter that plays soccer in the U.S. soccer system. I watch a lot of the U.S. women's soccer matches. This is a thing. I, I, I watch a lot of them. This is complete bullshit. Of all the places <laughs> that she could have gone, I would not have been angry. But why? Why does it have to be the U.S. women's national team that crushes Chelsea's best coach that we've had? Like, why does it have to be the women's national team? I, I've told Jason this the other day through text messages. I might just have to swear off the U.S. Women's National Team now. I might just have to until <laughs> until I hear Emma Hayes' reasoning uh-huh. behind this and she gives an interview about, look, I lost my father. I wanted to spend more time with my family. This allows me to do, okay, that's fair play, Emma. If that's the reason you left, that's okay. But I swear, if it was just to go win a damn World Cup with the U.S. Women's National Team, I'm going to be pissed. And I'm going to blame the U.S. Women's National Team. Now, Emma Hayes, she will never receive blame in this because she is untouchable. <laughs> gosh Um, darn it jason what the hell man the only thing that we have good at chelsea consistently good consistently good at chelsea it's been the women's team they win every year they win trophies every year yeah it's the only consistent at this club and then poof it's just 15 years she's gone emma has built it up from the ground and it's just gone now i you know, I'm very upset as well. I I think Emma Hayes will be missed. I mean, uh, I, it was only it was only a mere year ago, when not even a year ago, but earlier yeah. this year, when Potter was shit in the bed, and <laughs> we were like, "Call Emma Hayes up, man! Call yeah. her up to the men's team. Uh, she deserves she deserves it." Um, let her coach both. Anyway, I, the win, yeah, let her coach both because the women's team doesn't deserve to lose the best right. women's football coach just because the men shit the bed right so i we are very pro emma hayes on this podcast i I, we will let's just enjoy the rest of this year hopefully this will be the year that we get champions league um with the women's team we we're clearly set for another super league title this year um I, i i wish emma all the best but yeah it it does sting a bit. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know why her going to the women's national team stings so much. I mean, she has history in the U.S. She does. She used to be the director of football operations for the Red Stars or whatever. Yeah. But um. So yeah, but I mean, it, it, that's a long coaching run. Yeah. Like in general, and like for her, I mean, I'm looking at this like the women's national team is the pinnacle of women's football, international football. Yeah. Historically. And why wouldn't they want the best women's football coach? Like, I agree. It's, see, it, it's a no-brainer for both sides. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it does really sting. Like, it, it's... Because, it's like you said, we could always count on the women's team. Yeah. And we are now losing that. So, F Todd Bowley. Yeah, it's I'm blaming Bowley for this. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's like, he had something to do with it. He did. Let, let's get that out there. He yeah. had something. I don't care. <laughs> If this sounds conspiratorial, he's he's responsible for this. 
somehow Todd Bowley has managed to screw over our women's team now just to get Emma Hayes out of there for whatever reason. Probably to bring an American to play a 4-4-3. You know, that <laughs> coveted yeah. formation that Todd Bowley is trying to convince some football <laughs> manager out there to play. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It It is. And, like, I get it. Like, the women's national team in America is, like, one of the few sports that actually consistently does well. And they shit the bed in the World Cup this last year. I mean, they. Yeah. I watched the matches. They were awful. Like, it was bad football. That's why they're going bad. after Emma Hayes. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of pride there, there for is. us to do that badly. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I don't either. I mean, it's like you just said it. You said it perfectly. Like, if... You know, you want the best coach, you go get the best coach. And Emma Hayes is the best coach in women's football right now. Like, hands down, bar none, there is no one better than her. So, I mean. The the biggest thing I'm mad about right now is why they decided to announce it now. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't mean to think. The thing is, is she makes it to the Champions League final. She will not be there until the middle of June to the US mm-hmm. and I think the Olympics are in what August this year I think wow. yeah so that's that's how fast she'll have to turn around and get the US women's national team ready so it's not even it's almost like why would you why would you not just let this simmer continue with the interim coach even though he's terrible I watched some of the games last week they were awful again um but and then just bring her in. Don't even let her coach the Olympics. Let somebody else coach the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, because it, it's always like that. You know, you always have sometimes, it's, it's happened before in soccer or football, where, like, you know, the next coach is there, but he'll just be in the stands watching the match. So, like, mm-hmm. why couldn't she just be there watching the matches, you know? Because it's it's the Olympics. No one gives an yeah. F about the Olympics, man. It's the freaking Olympics. Like, right. I don't care. Like, it's all about the World Cup, and that's it in women's soccer. It's about the World Cup, because yeah. I mean, all these she believes cups, whatever, just made up shit for the U.S. women's team to <laughs> pander to the audience and win. But whatever. It is just, it's heartbreaking, because it is the one consistent at Chelsea is the women's team. And I yeah. really hope that they can win the Champions League this year to send her off the right way because it's the one trophy she hasn't won at Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> same. Um, I'm heartbroken too. Uh, I, you know, to be fair, Emma Hazel needs like a day to turn a team around. Let's True. Be fair. <laughs> like, True. Like whenever, whenever she gets there, it'll be better than when, when it was before she wasn't. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's an interesting article from the guardian uh, that I haven't read that says Emma Hayes is ideal for the U S women's national team but she would walk into a pit of vipers so that sounds kind of interesting there must be some drama going on behind there's the a, there. there's always drama going on with the freaking women's national team that's the problem they're a bunch of prima donnas that don't realize how much they get paid to do so little work and they want to get yeah. paid more and it's like whatever that's a whole nother rant about them i could get on but we're not we're just gonna focus on emma yeah Wish her all the Congrats. best. Congrats, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, and you, it realistically is. It's not necessarily a step up, but it's not a step back either. It's, it's a lateral move. You're going from one of the biggest clubs in club football to one of the biggest national teams. So I think the only national team that probably could have persuaded her more than the U.S. would have been England. Um, yeah. And there was, yeah. there was rumors that... After the Euros, if Southgate left, that she was going to be one of the people up for the job. There was rumors wow. about that floating. Like how true they were, I don't know. But that would have been freaking awesome to see her coach that team. And, you know, you hear people on Twitter and Reddit saying she couldn't coach a men's team. I'm like, have you ever listened to this woman motivate people? Have you ever listened yeah. to her talk to her team? She essentially just tells them either you shut up and you do your job or you get the hell out of the club. Like, yeah. she knows how to manage superstars. She knows what the hell she's doing. Like, that's why I never had a problem with her saying in the same breath, like, she could do a better job than Potter at mm-hmm. Chelsea. Like, she could have. And, and I'm with you. I truly believed that. I did, too. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen it. 
I would have to. Because there's no way you can convince me that she would have finished the season as bad as Lampard did. Managing, <laughs> exactly. managing both teams. Exactly. Managing both teams, she could have done better than Lampard did. Exactly, yep. Oh. All right. Uh, oh, man. Another, another piece of business, Jason. So I, I need your opinion on this because this has uh, nothing to do with the match either. But I didn't notice it during the match today. So I need to bring okay. it to your attention because it always is a recurring theme on this podcast, which is that of hair. Yeah. And I don't know. Have you noticed that Mudrick and Cole Palmer, are they like trying to bring the bowl cut back? Like... <laughs> 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 At least, at least Mudrick like puts his up like in a, yeah. like a band from time to time. But yeah, I I think they probably are. I mean, Cole Palmer looks like a freaking monk out there, you know, playing <laughs> like. And poor kid can't grow a beard either. No, no. I watched uh, him and Nico's post match uh, interview where he gave Nico the the player of the match award. He's also <laughs> like, uh, he's also like, yeah, Nico hasn't had the best start of the season. Let's be fair. But I think if he works harder, he'll get uh, more hat tricks in the future. <laughs> the brutal honesty of our nerd, Cole Palmer. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, Nico seemed, he was like, yeah, he's, uh, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it seems like they have a good relationship. But I do wonder, yeah, our, our, um, I didn't notice uh, Mudrick's hair, actually, because I wasn't uh, watching the game as intently then. But, um, but I need to find... Uh, a shot of him. It, Maybe I'll it, find one and, and let you know what I think. It's it's very bullish today. It was very bullish. Um, so I was just like, this is so weird. Like, I mean, Mudrick like, does look like a, a '90s boy band star. Like that yes. that looks kind of like what he's trying to go for in a lot of ways. Sometimes. Maybe. Hey, '90s fashion is coming back in, Jason. I didn't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's coming. It, back. it really is. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. true. It is. It is a thing. But I mean, you look at uh, you look at Cole Palmer. I just want you to imagine this for a second, Jason. If Cole Palmer dressed up for Halloween last week, okay. and he just put on a brown burlap sack and then tied a rope around his waist, would he not look like a freaking monk, like Fry yeah. freaking Tuck <laughs> from Robin Hood? Just, really just a little would. skinnier, a little skinnier. Like, yeah, I was watching this. Like, this dude looks like a freaking monk. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I love, um, I, I loved your emphaticness. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, look. All right. When did so, get in the game? I was trying to see if there was like a highlight thing of him. 60 something minute. I don't remember. I, I watched the replay of the second half. I don't remember when he came on. I just know he got shit on, on Twitter a lot for coming in. Uh, the match. He didn't have a great match today. Not a great sub appearance, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, not not a lot yeah, of people we, had a great match today. <laughs> to yeah, be fair. It, it is. It's interesting. I I watched like some of the commentary around the game, um, which is like, uh, it's interesting that the commentary around the game. I don't I don't normally watch commentary around Chelsea because there's no need. Um, but, uh, today, uh, you, it, it felt like it was needed, but it wasn't because they just did so well. It was because the game was so controversial. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, the ESPN FC team, who oh, I, gosh. I don't rate very highly. The worst, um, the worst. Yeah. But, uh, Craig Burley said, we learned nothing about Chelsea today. From this I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And Shaka said they looked worse than the result. I would agree with that too. So I, th- I think, yeah, there's there's a lot to be said about this game. I don't know like what's going to be worth talking about because um, yeah. everybody is going to go on ad nauseum about VAR and um, yeah. about uh, just kind of about the controversies of the game. I, I there are some other things that I found really interesting about the game. Um, that might be worth getting into, but I, yeah. I guess we'll see where it goes. I mean, there's so much that happened in this game. I mean, there was. One of the, there's 21 minutes of stoppage time in this game. Like, Shh, it's it wild, wild, it wild. I mean, but it lived up to a Chelsea-Tottenham derby match. Like, that is everything that Chelsea and Tottenham are, in a nutshell, right there. That match today yeah. is how the matches usually go. Um, last year, it should have gone that way when Kukurea got pulled down by his hair. But, you know, 
whatever. You know, speaking Bob, of, of all people here, freaking yeah. Romero. Yeah. You know, so he got his just due today, I guess, after his second red card offense in the match. But um, anyway, uh, I digress. So what's what is a I don't I don't really want to go through this match at length because yeah, or at length just minute by minute, whatever, however we normally do it. But I mean, their first goal. I mean, oh yeah. Did you three passes, three passes to break our our midfield through our midfield? Three passes, pass to Madison. Madison passes to the midfield. Midfielder passes to Kulishevsky, and Kulishevsky scores three passes. Man, I mean, there we Tottenham. Tottenham looked really good, and and I'm going to say this, and and I this is not a pro Tottenham podcast. Just in case no. our Hell ten no. our ten listeners misconstrue <laughs> what's about to happen here, but 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 the thing that I find really interesting about the game is um, is the pride mentality aspect of the game mm-hmm. because I don't think anything I, I think this game is going to frustrate Tottenham. I I don't think me- mentally like this game affects them at all. See, and, I disagree. Um, I disagree with that. You do. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll say I'll say it because of this. Um, their coach, po- Postigoglu, yeah, yeah, whatever. So he at the end of the match, they're asking him, which which was an interesting tactic, right? They go down nine men, mm-hmm. and they they're playing a high line, the highest line you've ever seen, higher than Liverpool plays, which is higher than an eleven man team play. Yeah, like like <laughs> they're their literally goalie. In- they're midfield. Yeah. Their back line is. They stayed there. Yeah. They're they're yeah. Their goalie is out of the box. Yeah. Like waiting for Pat. He their goalie was freaking awesome today. Vicario yeah, he had a match. freaking rocked it. Like the whole time I was watching him, I was like, man, I wish that was Sanchez. Like I wish we had a goalie like that, because he was awesome. Right? But but they're doing a post match interview with uh Pasticoglu, and he they're asking him about the high line. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, they're like, why are you playing such a high line with nine men? Because because normally you can you pack the field, you condense the lines, you tighten everything up, mm-hmm. and he really forces us to go after. Which, to be fair, as a Chelsea fan, I think would have been the smarter move. Yep. To be fair to Postacoglu, his plan worked for a long time. And they asked him why he did that, and he said, because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. If we if we would have had five or six men on the field, which I technically don't think is legal, yeah, I don't think but if we would have had five to six men on the field, we would have we wouldn't have changed the thing. We'd done the same thing. That's why I don't think mentally this breaks them at all. Where I do think, like the result of the match and how it played out, where I do think they're going to get broken is they lost Vandeven today, mm-hmm. um, to a hammy injury. They lost Madison. There's no yep. telling when he's going to go. Yep. Romero got a straight red. He's out three Udogi matches. Got, yeah, he's out three matches. And Udogi got uh, um, two yellows. Mm-hmm. So they, they've they just gone down four players for the next match. Um, and, and some of the long term. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is really going to affect them. Um, and then they're putting like... Polbier and Dyer get in today, which is kind of like old school. Dyer's first like appearance. <laughs> I mean, crazy. I'll never forget that game where like he ran off the pitch to go use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's hilarious. Small anyway, bladder that's right. Dyer. Like I like the the reaction for the fans. I mean, they go down two one. They are singing at the top of their lungs. Yeah, their their fans um, are definitely better than our fans. Our fans like, are left. <laughs> yeah, they they just felt to me like this is where I thought the importance came in for me. They felt to me like a team, like unrecognizable. Like they they've been turned around so fast, and they felt like a team that had pride, could have pride, is giving them a crazy amount of confidence. Is riding really high waves right now. Has been in form all season. I mean, this was their first loss, mm-hmm. and whose fan base is like one thousand percent behind them. That is that is way different than the situation that we're in right now. And I, I know we call that. ourselves the pride of London, but like that's where I don't think mentally they really falter in that way. I think the injuries are going to be more to hinder their performances going forward. 
mm-hmm. the injuries and the suspensions than anything mentally in this game. I, I thought they came out better mentally in this game, whereas Chelsea, I still don't know how we're going to react next game. I still don't know I how we're going to come yeah. play Man City. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's the my... interesting thing at the end of the, the conclusion of the game that I thought was really the thing to take away, not the fact that we won. Although, that is nice. Yeah. I mean, my thing is with the mentality is, is I just think they are a, I mean, they have some mentality, but for whatever reason, I think we broke that mentality today. The Tottenham beat themselves in that match. We mm. did not, we did nothing to beat Tottenham today. They were flying high in the first 10 minutes. The change of that game, I and I still, like, watching back, don't know what flipped the switch for them. But mm-hmm. it was when whatever his face is went in with the two-footed tackle. Adogi, yeah. Yeah, Adogi yep. went in with it. Like, why? There was literally nothing that had happened up yeah. until that point in the match that, like, we hadn't made a bad tackle on them that the ref hadn't called, or we hadn't made an aggressive tackle. They hadn't really done anything, like, too aggressive. Like, it was a very just tough, fought-out match up until that point with them cutting us open pretty pretty easily. And yeah. it wasn't like we had done anything to threaten them at that point in time, physically or on goal. So he just goes in with this two-foot attack. And then after that, all hell breaks loose until up until like the 30th minute. When And then after that, shortly after that, is when Romero decides, I'm going to karate kick Colwell on the back of the calf muscle and not get a yep. not get a red card. How that's not a red card, I don't know. Apparently now, Jason, we can add karate kicks and karate chops to the things that don't matter in football anymore. You those things are completely legal. How that wasn't a red card, I don't know. I I was amazed at that. I sent you a message about that. Yeah, like you I, did. Yeah, that was insane. That was insane to me. It was, and, and like, the announcers are like, "Well, the refs got to take uh, the the temper temperament of the game, and they got to see what's going on, and all that. that that's still a red card. I don't care." He literally. Like you can't just, just kick another player. Yeah, you can't. Like not and like it was clearly intentional. It wasn't like his leg just went flailing yeah. up in the air. Clearly, he kicked out. And even announcers made reference to Beckham getting a red card in the World Cup for that. Like yeah. it was the exact same thing. Like you can't just freaking karate kick some dude in the leg. I don't care if you're on the ground and it doesn't look that hard or whatever. Like, and they were like. They gave him an orange card. An orange, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, but literally it's nothing because they can't give him a yellow and they didn't give him a red, so literally it's just bullshit. Like, and yeah, then... Yeah, somebody should tell them that the orange card doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's and, not a real card. I don't... I... I just... I, but, uh... No, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, remember. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what I felt like. At the TV, going, yeah. I don't know what the hell an orange card is. Yeah. That literally doesn't exist. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It's like some it's kind of rating system VAR uses some shit like that. And then, after that, and, and this is again, it just shows like what, I guess Romero was pissed that Tiago Silva went shoulder to shoulder with him and was just a little bit stronger and sent him flying across the pitch. I guess oh. he's pissed, pissed about so, that. So that's interesting though, because I think I thought it was on Colwell at the time, but like right before that, mm-hmm. on like the right side of the box on our end, he Romero did the same thing to either Colwell or Silva. Yeah, he did the same thing to one of them down on the box and just laid them out. And so Silva, I I saw that when I saw that Retali- oh, yeah. Silva was just retaliating for that, and then Goober goes and while he's laying on the ground kicks Colwell in the back of the calf. So so yeah, I mean Romero was already getting into it with those guys. Like he yeah. was already trying to antagonize or do whatever or whatever. He, yeah. He he lost the plot and Adogi lost the plot. Like they both yeah. they they both were just they were reckless today. And that's a perfect rebuttal to the mentality thing. Like like can yeah. you say a, a team has great mentality when you have two rogues on it that are doing this kind of BS? I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't even, like, I could understand if there had been an altercation or something had happened significantly mm-hmm. before that, but nothing had literally happened. Maybe Romero thought Colwell was the one who cleaned him out, and that's why he kicked him in the back of the leg. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think. But then, less than, you know, 
five, six, seven minutes later, he goes in on Enzo. And literally his international teammate. Yeah. His Argentinian brother. Um and freaking tries to break his ankle. And Insane. I mean, like, I don't think I don't think it was intentional. Like, I honestly it was a pin in my book. I do not think it was I have an issue with giving red cards in that situation because it is mm-hmm. the same thing that happened to Gusto a couple yeah. weeks ago where they get the ball and like there was no intent for him going for Enzo's ankle. He literally was just trying to clear the ball. He got the ball, his ball just went through the his foot just went through the ball mm-hmm. and Enzo's leg was just there. Like I don't think that was malicious. The kick out at Colwell, he should have been red carded for. This one I'm in the camp that that's a yellow card. I know by the laws of the game, it's probably a red, whatever. But there was no intent behind that one to me. He was literally just trying to clear the ball. Now, his foot ended up on top of uh, Enzo's ankle. Same thing that happened to Gusto a few weeks ago. Whenever he slide tackled, got the ball, but his foot ended up on top of the other player's foot. He got a red card for it. So, in this case, should have been a red card. But... I don't like that mentality by Tottenham. Like, I understand it's a derby, but you've got to play yeah. under control. Like, you, we've seen it happen to Chelsea players before where they've lost their cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where Diego Costa, people like that, they'll lose their cool in derby matches like this. So yeah. it, it's nothing new, but that's the difference in winning and losing. Like, getting yeah. down to nine men because your players are dumb. Like, literally just weak mentally. And so, I mean, if I see that happen against us, I mean, I don't know if they had the mentality to make it the rest of the season. I mean, granted, it's the Tottenham mentality, too, on top of this, Jason. (laughs) They bottle stuff. Yeah. The thing about the argument with Romero, like, and and the mentality for me comes in how they finish the game. Like, I, I thought... Yeah, yeah, I just thought well, I mean, between between the coach and the team, I thought yeah they 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 could hold their heads up high at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean they technically scored a goal. Dyer was offsides. I granted, mean, seriously, he was yeah. offsides, and then they had another chance on goal off a of free mm-hmm. kick that yeah. should have been a shot on target. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I think he was trying to head the ball. Yeah, like I don't know what he was trying to do. He should have just tried to finish with his foot, and it probably would have gone on the back of the net. But I don't know. Yeah, but the thing about Romero, if you if you if you isolate Romero, right? Like the dude has like four red cards in the last seventy five matches. Mm-hmm. It's it's the greatest rate of red card, like pretty much ever. Um. So I mean, the dude he's a liability on his own. Like, and everybody talks about his passion and and whatever. If, if your passion leads you to be a guy known for getting red cards, then you're, you're not, you're hindering your team at that point. So I don't know, maybe he just isn't, but he's played 75 matches in the Premier League. You'd think he'd figure this out, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's the thing that brought the team down today. I think he cost the team today. Yeah, I agree with that. You don't know if Udogi goes, I mean, that could have went either way, like, to me. Well, but, um, honestly, he like, ab- has, has Sterling to blame for his yellow card because Sterling's oh, a dumbass and passed to the wrong person when he had oh, freaking Nico wide open on the other side. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your point. No, no, no. Sterling, that- Sterling does that. Sterling did that in, like, the first minute of the game. Golly. Because um, I, I sent you a message, mm-hmm. like, right when it turned on. I was like, Sterling's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I just turned this on. Sterling's an asshole. Um... So, Sterling, I, yeah, I'm still not high on Sterling. I mean, like, there is a huge contingent of our fan base that really is high on Sterling. Yeah. And um, I just, his decision making is erratic. The way that he traps balls, the 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 way that he goes after a defense, like he just can't. I just don't think his skill set's there. I just don't think he has a skill set. Um, but yeah, I mean, you gotta. I mean, Sterling, like, is lucking himself into really great things this season. And he he single-handedly got fouls uh, from a doggy that got him out of the game today. He did. So, 
yeah, we have Sterling to thank for them going down to nine. If 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 Romero doesn't get that that uh, straight red though, does Udogi get the second yellow? Who knows? If That's Tottenham is able to have more control because Romero's in there because he's not an ass, who knows? <laughs> I mean, the the thing the thing about the intention for me from Romero is he's just a reckless player. Yeah. Um. So like that in of itself to me is 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 enough to give him some intent with that tackle. Um. But but I totally see it from both sides. Well, I, I mean, just I think, think the way for... he conducts himself on the pitch is just really horrible. Like like. He comes across to me as a dirty player. Yes, he's I would like agree um, with that. he's like an Ashley Barnes type guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's gonna go in, he's gonna be overly aggressive and pretend he didn't do yeah. anything wrong. I would really agree he that. was trying to kill you the entire match. <laughs> I would agree. With that. I mean, like match point proven from last year when he pulled Kukurea down by his hair and should have yeah, been sent exactly. off. You know, I mean, it. Your point is well taken about Romero being a dirty player, um, and I think that him leaving did change that match. And I think, I mean, because let's be fair, they they still had chances with nine men on the pitch. It oh took God. us forever to score with them having nine men on the pitch. We probably wouldn't have scored if they had ten men on the pitch. I don't know if we would have ever scored. So I I don't think I I think yeah it's a it's embarrassing because it took us that long to figure yeah. out their high line. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think we scored another one if they didn't do the high line. Yeah, well, because we can't break yeah. a team down. If they packed the box, there's no way we're getting a ball in there. No, no way. And, and that's the that's the point that I want to bring up about Ainge and Tottenham, their manager. I mean, I understand his point about playing the high line, and I am I'm a person that appreciates a manager that has a play style, a certain way mm-hmm. to play, but they can also adapt their play style to the team that they're playing if it needs to be. And when you're tied at 1-1 and you go down to nine men, it just makes, and you know, it, it would be different if they were playing like a Man City or an Arsenal, mm-hmm. a team that could actually break down a low block. But you're literally playing the team in the Premier League that is probably the worst <laughs> right. at right, breaking right. down a low block. So why would you not just put nine men behind the ball and walk out of there with a point at that point? Yeah. I get it. You want to stick to your principles. I understand that. But that can also lead to your downfall at, at yeah. points in time. Because I'm not saying from the beginning of the match he should have set back because obviously they had a game plan and it was working until Romero got sent off and until they were just making some dumb, dumb decisions. Um, and then Madison going off didn't help them at all either. So, I mean, but when you go down to nine men, yeah, I don't care what you like. I don't, I don't get the, I don't understand. If you just get the point, just get the point and win the <laughs> right. match or draw the match because you know, if if you were playing City and they had freaking early Holland middle, okay, go for it. I say go for it. You know, whatever. You got nothing to lose at this point in time. Because City's <laughs> right. probably going to score, but you're playing Chelsea. We can't break down a low block. We can't. It's just it's. We have not been able to do it for three years now. What what would make this match any different for us to be able it, to break down a low block? It's very interesting because like and and maybe maybe I because I'm in the camp that was like ah yeah I kind of respect I respect the sticking to the principles and mm-hmm. like it but is it a case where like this dude's pride just he stumbled into genius like level sort of stuff because because people are like really like oh wow like maybe he's on like maybe he's on to something because this high block really thwarted us and i did or maybe we're just that bad you know what i mean like maybe yeah yeah so so he looks like a genius just because we're that bad but his pride is like making people think that he's a genius because of it (laughs) So I don't know. It's a it's a it's a interesting um, conversation around the mentality of even their coach. Mm-hmm. I I on the front end tended to read it as, you know, this guy's just gonna do what he's gonna do, yeah. and his team his team his team played admirably within that situation, and they, they just ran out of of energy at the end. Um, but but it almost was like it's like the flip side of that coin is. They literally just invited us 
to um, practice shooting drills, <laughs> like like in passing through the lines. Like they literally just invited us to do that for sixty minutes or thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was it it. I mean that's the thing, and like that was one of the things I wrote down in my notes was like even when we were playing against non men, it still took everything for us to score. And and the crazy thing is, is we had so many chances. Like when they were down to mm-hmm. ten, when Sterling. Sterling, Palmer, Nico, three on two. Nico's running down the middle wide open, and Sterling chooses to pass to Palmer. Now, in the end, it worked out because he got a red card, and that's probably the reason we won the game because Sterling was a dumbass. Yeah. It's literally the reason we won the game because Sterling's a dumbass. Um, <laughs> I mean, that but, happened a little while back, too. So Yeah. So, it's it's one of those things. Like, that happened. They get the, the second yellow. They're out. And then, like, there was another point, Tom. Like, in the 11th minute, Nico is literally right in front of the keeper. He shoots yeah. and misses. Keeper saves it. But if you look at it, Gallagher was literally wide open. Like, all yeah. it was going to be a tap-in for Gallagher. Like, you just got to make the extra pass. It happened again later in the match with Sterling. Nico was in on goal with the keeper, mm-hmm. and all he had to do was give the ball up. No, it was Mudrick. It was Mudrick, I think. I don't know. Somebody. I don't remember. Kukurea had a similar situation. No, that's what it was. It was Kukurea. No, you're right. It yeah. was Kukurea. That's the exact situation I'm talking about. Thank you, Jason. That's why you have a better brain than I do. It was Kukurea. <laughs> um and he should like Sterling was right there wide open. Like, why are you taking yep. that shot? Sterling, you pass it to him, it's a it's a goal. Mm-hmm. Like we literally could have had six, seven goals in this match yeah. today if we just make one more pass that's wide open. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because we don't do that, and then Nico was also hesitant on a header and Hoyberg cleared it off the line. Um it's just we don't have that mentality in front of goal to put the ball in the back of the net. Even one of Nico's, the first Nico goal was a good goal. He slid into the bottom corner. The second one was literally right at the keeper. I don't know how the keeper didn't save it. Like, if the keeper just keeps going to the middle of the goal like he's going, I think he thought Nico was going to go back. And if he yeah. just keeps going, because he literally shot it right down the middle of the goal. Yeah. And just luckily the keeper was off to the left of the goal if you're, or to the right of the goal if you're looking at it from the front. Um, but he should have slotted it in the corner, and he didn't. He's right down the middle of the goal. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm trying not to be negative after we yeah. just won 4-1. But it's really hard not to be negative when we yeah. literally play like shit. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I Like, it's, it's a weird – it's a weird feeling – because there were points when I was watching, you know, highlights and, and replays and commentary. And I was like, oh, man, like we could we could hold our heads up high because I, I would say before the the red card um, and all that, all the stuff that happened for the red card, um, we we started getting into a groove like we were getting chances in front of goal. Like mm-hmm. we were we were in their half. Um, and it's like you said, uh, last pod when we were making predictions about how open this game would be because Tottenham plays open and they play a high line. And, um, I, and you're right. I think that does suit us very well because we cannot break down a low block. Um, so there were chances for us to do that, but then again, we don't take the chances. Like, We're the type of team that needs a team to go down to nine men to win. That kind <laughs> yep. of sucks. Like, cause that's, that's the other takeaway from this, right? Like mm-hmm. we can say, Hey, we're getting to the groove and our press was working. We, we started actually winning duels. Uh, we started getting second balls, blah, blah, blah. Even Cole Palmer, like at the end of a match, he was like, we weren't, we weren't winning second balls and we weren't winning 50 fifties. And, um, and yeah, I mean, our, our fundamentals are bad. Like, our fundamentals oh, have been bad. They're awful. Yeah, um, you're right. Yep. Yeah, and and it's like, you can look at that, but then you can look, oh, okay, well, some of our game plan was starting to work before all hell broke loose in the game. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then it just isn't a game of football. And then you have the whole conversations around VAR because VAR turned this into a slog. Like, that's the way under, that they're doing it. That's an yeah. understatement, man. That... That was my note about VAR. 
is it takes entirely way too long for them to decide on what that what happened. Like it mm-hmm. should not take you five minutes to figure out if somebody's offsides or not. It it just doesn't take that long. It, it should not. It it's just it's it's like and the announcer said it best. I'm not gonna take credit for this. The announcers said this during the match. They said it's almost like VAR, like the referee that's over VAR is scared to make a decision one way or the yeah. other. And that's exactly what I think it is. Because you never, like, I mean, as long as VARs existed in the game, yes, there's been controversies. Not shying away from that. There's been controversies, mm-hmm. not every week, but there's been probably 10 to 15 a year spread yeah. out through th- maybe 20 through 38 matches you know, of all the different teams in the Premier League. But there's been a handful, more than a handful. There's been not a lot. But it literally this year, it's every week. There's not just one controversy. There's multiple controversies this year. Like you had the yeah. Arsenal match. You had the Wolves match on Sunday. You had this. Like that is just three off the top of my head that I'm sitting here thinking about that had controversial decisions in them. Liverpool mm-hmm. had a controversial decision in their match. Like, that's four. So we're to four matches. Just this yeah. weekend. I mean, yeah, and we if you count individual controversies, I mean, we, yeah. I, technically, VAR got just about everything right except for the Romero kick. Yes, I would, I would agree with that. And... I would, so, but the controversy is how long it took him. Yes, that that's that's the point that you. Yes, exactly. That's the point about this match is that it took them five minutes to call somebody off sides when it doesn't even take. Like the announcers would be like, "Oh, he's off sides," and then five yeah. minutes later they'd be like, "He's off sides," and they'd be like, "Well, we can see that from the video. Like I can right. I can see that." Like, I don't know. I mean... Grant, Grant Rousseau said something interesting. He said, like, the linesmen get, like, 93 to 94% of the calls, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and, like, would you rather have that? Like, would you rather have, like, 5 to 6% of the calls go wrong throughout the course of a season and get rid of VAR? And then, then for VAR to literally cost 21 minutes in the match in a scrappy Derby match, would you rather have an added 21 minutes where you can't celebrate goals? Or would you rather just give up 5% of calls becoming or like get it going yeah. right to, to have like a good flow to a match? That's tough, man, because I don't know if we win the match today if we don't have VAR. Just to be completely I, honest. True. True. Because that yeah. Romero thing was not even picked up by anybody except for VAR, and it should have been. Yeah. Like, um, are the, are the refs leaning on VAR then? Like, because because the on field refs, and th- this is uh, Post Chicago who said this after the after the match. He said the refs aren't even in charge of the game anymore. I would agree with like, that. Like, um, is it is extent, it a case yes. of yeah? So if, if you don't have VAR and the refs actually have to do a job where they don't have to lean on VAR to tell them to go look at a monitor to get the call right, like, is that, do they actually become better refs? Has VAR made them worse? Because hmm. the refereeing in the Premier League is horrendous. It's it the worst. worse. Yes. Yeah. They're worse. They're, they're borderline worse than CONCACAF refs now. And that is saying <laughs> yeah. a whole hell of a lot. Because CONCACAF refs, if you... Look, I, I just encourage you, our, if we have any people watching or listening across the pond, just go watch, like, Jamaica and Costa Rica play football. Like, you will see the most violent game of football you've probably ever watched and some of the worst officiating football that you've ever watched. Like, wow. CONCACAF refs are just Awful. They're terrible. Like, go watch any of the Mexico-U.S. matches when they ever play. Just downright disgusting refereeing. All across. It, like, it's not even just one-sided. It's, like, everywhere. Like, but the Premier League's getting there. Like, 
Like, you can't claim to be the best league in the world and have the worst refs. Like, it just doesn't work that way to me. And, like, that's the one thing that is hurting the Premier League right now. Best footballers, best players in the world all come to play in England and get the shittiest refing. Yeah. Why Why would they want to play here? Yeah. I wouldn't. I think I that's mean, a good point. I mean, Why would you want to play here if, yeah. if you know that you could – lose an ankle and and yeah. never get the call. I mean your your point about like has this made the officiating worse is something I never really thought about. Um it has, I think. I agree. Um because they are they're more reliant on VAR because they know they can just go look at the replay after it's over with. I mean, they'll they have somebody else telling them in their ear from a bird's eye view mm-hmm. what what they're seeing, and they're giving them a chance to go make up a call at the end of the day. Yep. Because because no, nobody's talking about Mike Michael Oliver missing some of these things, right? Like he's literally right on top of the uh, the Romero Enzo incident. Yep. And, and like nobody's it. talking about how he missed it. They just we're we all are just like, oh, well, Var Var will get this for us. Yeah. When really, we should just be going, Michael Oliver should be calling that right now. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, I will say the linesmen, they did a hell of a job in the match today. That's some of the best linesmen I've seen. Whoever the two linesmen were in this match today, them guys got some 2020 vision, like, insane. Like, because... Like that when they called Sun offsides. Yeah. And after the on Tottenham's second goal, I was like, he sure as hell looked on sides to me. I couldn't even tell yeah. it was offsides. And that linesman called it. And I mean, it was literally microscopic mm-hmm. that he was offsides. So it's just crazy, man. Like, uh, kudos to the linesman. Yeah. Michael Oliver was shit as usual. I hate Michael Oliver. <laughs> um, VAR was yeah. shit as usual because they take 15 minutes to just determine whether somebody's offsides or not. They just they just need to go to the I, – I don't understand why this isn't a thing yet. Just use the technology from the World Cup. Literally, yeah, yeah. It, it shows you. It gives you a 3D image of the person, where they are, if it's offsides, if it's not offsides. And it was quick. It never took that long. And yeah. it shouldn't. Like, this shouldn't be. So, if you're sitting there dissecting the call, the, the, the call of offsides down to the minute mm-hmm. millimeter, like... To me, at that point in time, it just takes it, it takes from the match. It takes from the game. Yeah. Like, if we're going down the millimeter, which is what they did today in this match, for mm-hmm. both teams. Like, there was millimeters against Chelsea. There was millimeters yeah. against Tottenham. Like, the sun was millimeters when Casado's goal was millimeters. Like, if we're going down to that minute of details, it's just pointless at that point. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb. Just get it out the game. I don't. I don't want it if it's that. If if VAR has to stay, I'm with you. I say you got to go automatic offside calls. Like you yeah. got you got to do you, you got to put that technology into place. And um, the linesman got to stop with the whole we're gonna wait for something to play yeah. out before we leave, before we raise the flag. Like I, I one of our goals, everybody was like, even the announcer was like, no controversy there. Yeah. And then like, oh, but wait. And then uh, the linesman set the flag goal. up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's one of the, like the latest flag calls I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's that's got to stop. Like, they're, yeah, I agree. They're, they have. It's like you said. They basically ruined the game at this point. Like, they have. We can't enjoy the game. It's affecting the game. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no. I don't know whether to celebrate or not nowadays. You've been um, saying, dude. But you've been saying that for like two years now. Like, even before we started this podcast, that used to be one of your gripes. And being like, yeah, you used to text me like, well, I'm not going to celebrate the goal yet because I don't know if it's good or not. Like, you used yeah. to say that all the time before we even started this podcast. Just for our audience to know, Jason has been, this has been one of his pet peeves for a while, guys. I just, yeah. And, uh, my and I wife agree with the game was, Yeah. It, like, and my wife will watch the game with me sometimes, too. And she, she doesn't celebrate at all now. Like, she just... <laughs> Um, cause she doesn't see the point if, yeah. if it's just going to get taken away from her. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like uh, what, I, the, I, it's like you said, the enjoyment of the game is being affected. Mm-hmm. 
What, like, where do you go from here? To me, I'd, I'd rather take the 5% wrong. I Like, like yeah. we've, we've seen a glimpse into the future. Like, we've seen the crystal ball. Like, like, VAR is literally a crystal ball in some ways. Like, we've seen how this situation works. I'd rather go back. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I say that too, and I want that until we get screwed. <laughs> out of like one call and I'm like where's VAR because we would have won this match VAR, if it wouldn't have been for that <laughs> I have a prediction VAR is going to screw us in the Man City match I am, that's fair play well we'll already get screwed hey but we're going to get screwed either way it's just how much can we enjoy the game now versus how much could we enjoy the game in the other situation Holland's not playing Holland's hurt so there's oh. a chance or at least that's Whoa. the rumor going around now. He is hurt. I don't know. Just saying. Are we are we gonna stumble up the stairs here of of this horrific November, December uh thing that we have? Hey, I said seven points. I said seven. So I mean you're already almost halfway there. Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, I still think we good transition, Jason. Good transition to the Man City match. Um, I still think we lose. Um, it's just a question of how, <laughs> how many we lose by. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So I mean, that's it about the Tottenham. You got anything else you want to say about the Tottenham match before we move on to our no. predictions for Man City? No, 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 no more Tottenham. Screw, yeah. screw Tottenham. I, I'm glad. Like they, they lost fair and square today. They, yeah. they, they, they screwed themselves. themselves. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. So there, there's no controversy there. Yes. Like, like we we made a meal of it, but we won. So, like, mm-hmm. no, none of those calls were controversial outside of Bar being Bar and taking for freaking ever. Right. And outside of their missed one against Romero. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like, I think Tottenham beat themselves. They lost the mentality. We somehow stumbled into four goals, which I don't think will probably happen again this year. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, it is crazy, right? Like, like because VAR got almost literally everything correct today. Yeah, and they were they were incredibly thorough. It just came at a cost of like a good derby match. And you think about it, we probably don't score all those goals if VAR doesn't take so long. It probably ends up two one. Maybe we get three one. Maybe Nico gets one because I mean, two of them, yeah. two of the four were in stoppage time. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, kudos to Nico got got the hat trick. But anyway, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that now. So. Yeah, I will too. Um, interesting. I'm hoping, cross my fingers, Enzo's not hurt because I did see he had, he had his boot yeah. off, iced up at the end of the match. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not hurt. Um, I mean, that's just one of those matches though. Whenever you have a, a derby game like that, like we're going to go into the mat or we're going to be our players are going to wake up sore for the next couple of days. And now we got to turn around and freaking play man city on Sunday. So great. That's crazy. Oh, I, do you want to do man of the match stuff though, before we pivot to man city? Eh, I don't know. I don't. So, yeah, I mean, Nico got a hat trick, give him the man of the match. I mean, I don't know what else to do. I, I don't know. Cause, oh, I did I think, want to bring this point. I got one more point to bring up about this match. And I don't. I, don't right. I want to get your opinion on this and see if you notice this. Have you? Did you notice? Because Tottenham scored off of one, it got called back. They should have scored off the second one. How atrocious our defending was on set pieces, and oh, then man. our players' reactions after the set. Like, did you notice? Like before the set pieces, Silva was yelling at people. Like trying to get them in place. I know on the the first one he was yelling at Kukurea to get out wider. The second one, Kukurea literally had to push Palmer to get out on somebody on the edge of the box on the other side of the box. Then after they almost well, the first one after they scored, like both of them, Kukurea was just yelling at people. Like I don't like I. What is wrong with our set pieces? The like, defensively, like, I honestly think something's wrong with our our back line right now. Colwell left back doesn't work. Put him at yeah, left yeah. center back. It it just doesn't work. I you quit trying to be Pep. Just be Potch. Quit this stupid thing that Pep and Arteta <laughs> are doing where they take their left back, they take a center back and they put him at left. Stop that shit. Just be you, Potch. Just 
play Colwell, he is clearly more comfortable at left center back than he is at left back. Like, it just doesn't work. Kukure has been yeah. great at left back this year. Let him play until he does something stupid. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Like, what should we be worried about our defense? Yes, I agree. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, we've had to worry about set pieces for a long time. Um, Disasi is only so good. Uh, Sanchez is not going to bail them out. No. Um, James, James, it, it is amazing the quality that James brings to a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was a way to get him and Gusto in. I'd, I, in some ways I'd rather, well, Kukure is doing so well. You don't have to experiment with yeah. Gusto at the moment, but I really like Gusto. I, I really love James. Um, and so he's just so composed, man. Like he just gets in there. Like he's, a, he's captain for a reason outside of the injury thing. Um, this I see is a yeah. liability. Um, yeah. don't think he did anything too bad today, but I the can't really goal. remember. Well, the sun oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. would have been goal. It was bad yeah. defending. Cause I mean, like Grant, I guess he played them all sides barely, Yeah, but I don't know. That was just bad. He just, it was bad. But Cole, Cole will suck today. At yeah. Left back. Like, dude, dude he sucked it up. He, um, that, that, the, that first goal is all his fault. Oh, yeah, because he didn't close him out. Yeah. He just let him. He didn't he even try. Cool, you no, know, he just let Kuliseski drive at him. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not even convinced that was really a shot. But, um, but they gave him the goal anyway. So, because Sun, Sun's driving in at the moment. I, I. I thought it looked like it could have been a cross, but I guess it was a shot. I don't know. Well, I mean, the announcers did say the ball was probably going wide if Colwell didn't touch it, like hit it off his back. You know, I was so. hoping it would be an own goal, but it wasn't. So yeah, just Colwell, just as like a little bit of con- consolation for them scoring in like the fifth minute or whatever. Yeah, that, I mean that's my thing. It's like Colwell is not a left back; he's a left center back. He can find the passes better there. Yeah. He's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of the Colwell at left back experiment. And I don't know. Silva's getting older. We got to figure something out. I, I really hope Batty yeah. Shield, it needs to be Batty Shield and Colwell starting in the back. But I, why yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be Batty, I don't know who he's going to start Saturday. I don't even want to think about it. But yeah, I'm going to say we got some things to work on. Oh, some yeah. Things to work on. So in light of, thing, in light of things to work on, Jason. What's your prediction for the weekend against Man City? Dude, I don't what's crazy is that like and I I've realized this today, I really only watch Chelsea games. I only get to see the teams uh, when they're playing. I wish that I had more time to watch more football. Um so I haven't really watched any of these other teams outside of the ones we've already played. Um so I really know nothing about the city team. Um they seem largely kind of the same team from last year. They don't play a low block. That's probably all yeah. you need to know. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Your point was well taken from the last podcast. Like, if if we're playing teams that are playing open, we kind of got some chances. If if Holland's not in there, is De Bruyne still out? Yeah, he's still out. Like, I don't know, man. This might be interesting. Is it home? God, I hope not. We're so much better on the road. <laughs> I think it's on the road. I think we play away. Okay. Let me see. I'm looking right now. I'm looking it up. No, it's at home. Oh, shit. We're getting (laughs) smoked. It's at home. It's 1030. Looks like it might be on USA. It's on Sunday. Yeah. Which that kind of sucks because now I got to figure out something. But, um. Damn it. It's at home. Shit. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Our our fan base hasn't been showing up lately. Um, I don't know, man. I still I'm still thinking loss here. Like, I we got we got in a lot of ways we got lucky today. Uh, yeah, we did. It's I just agree it's, that. it's 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 not like luck in that sense, you know. But it's just like luck is part of the game. It's just like mm-hmm. if if Tottenham are going to come out and kind of like have two players that decide to be dunces on the pitch, and- then. And I would say City ain't City ain't doing that. They're a lot more composed than that. They're yeah. not. They're not coming out and doing something stupid. It's not a derby. They're not coming out and doing something stupid like that. 
Uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. I really am liking the way Palmer plays. I'm really liking Gallagher, Caicedo, and Enzo. I but man, did Tottenham get through our midfield today? Yeah, we we just don't we just don't really have the kind of identity that some of these other teams do, and I think that's where we get really let down is we, we there's not like a foundational rallying point for us there's just like a almost it feels like hey let's just get through the next game guys like let's have a good time um let's work hard uh <laughs> as potter used to say yep um yeah man i don't know i i wanted to go high and i think that the potential is there for city to score outs except holland's not in um i'm gonna say 2-0 loss probably Sounds about right. Um, do you yeah. want to guess how many matches it has been since we have scored against City? Uh, just like all competitions because we play in all uh, comps, all all comps since Champions League. That is yes, since the Champions League. That is the last so, time we scored against them. So have we played. We played them. That'd be. I mean, so that's like four games, five games, six. Because we yeah we played them in the FL and FA Cup. Okay. We have not oh, yeah, scored both, both. against City in six match. We have not scored since freaking two thousand and twenty one against Manchester City in the Champions League final. Oh, Havertz. Um. That's the last time we beat them. Yeah, I can't see us scoring in this one either. I, I we just we yeah, are so I, bad in front of goal. I, I so, I'm with so you. Bad. I'm going just to parody you, and so we don't pick the same score. I'm going three zero City. Like I just I don't almost said see. that. Yeah, I just don't see. I'm with you. I it's been six. We're not any better in front of goal now. So why would I think we're gonna score <laughs> this year? Yeah. You know, this was always a loss. You know it. We'll be back to being like, oh, why were we, you know, whatever. Woe is us, Chelsea, you know, whatever. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. We're going to lose. We're probably not going to score. Well, you know what? Just to, now, now we're going to score. We're breaking the curse. 2-1. 2-1 City. I hope you're City's right. still going to win. We're just going to break the curse. 2-1. I hope you are but, right. But it also might be 5-0. So... <laughs> It could totally be that. Yeah, uh, Holland is listed as doubtful for the match. That means he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he'll come up. He'll Holland will come out there on one leg and crutches and still score against us. Yeah. That's how bad we are. He's definitely playing. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Jason? Nah, that's it. Like it. This feels weird. It's a weird. It's weird to feel this way after we beat Tottenham at three point lane. It is. Like that's, it, that feels really weird. It is it is a very weird thing to sit here and say, oh my gosh, we beat Tottenham four one. But it was very, very just not good football. Like we yeah. didn't play well. Like it is very weird. So it really does know. feel like we're stumbling upward, like somehow. Like yeah. right now. Especially after we played Brentford, like, who would have saw this coming? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, for real, for real. Well, I mean, you think about it. You think I was looking at the table before we got on here because we're tenth now. If we would have beat Brentford, we would be seventh right now in the table. Yeah, that's crazy, seventh. Right? Again, it just comes down to those matches that we should win that we lose. So yeah, whatever. Always. But um, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add, Jason? Oh, no, tell, no. well, tell these people oh. where they can find us. I think I already asked you that. That was a repetitive question. You already told me no. I loved it. I'll so, tell them where we they can find us, though. We're on X. Go go post us. We'll post you. You yeah. post us, we'll post you on X. That's right. And then we'll just post in general. So read those posts. And maybe we'll read your post. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll repost your post. And whoop, maybe whoop. you can repost our post. <laughs> and then uh, we're also on Substack. Daniel does an amazing job of uh, doing match reviews and posting our text conversations that we have during the game. 
Um, you get a little bit of insight into our daily lives uh, while we struggle trying to work and watch the games that happen on Mondays. Yes. Um, so that'll be interesting this week. Uh, but yeah, um, you can find us on X and Substack both um, at Red White Blues FC. Amen, brother. Amen. Yep. Catch us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast at these days. We're there too. Um, and until uh, next week and after the Man City match, where hopefully Chelsea actually scores this year. Um, catch you guys on the flip side. Farewell, Emma. Hello, three points. Flippity floppity. Yeah.